Welcome to Never End the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood, along with Tepper, a grown man who's never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan, with a face for radio. I'm Shauna, and I'm singing in the grain. I'm Spencer, and I doubt anyone is looking down on Earth with envy right now. And I'm Tepper. Uh, this week we'll be watching War of the Worlds, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, released in 2005. Uh, this was the first major motion picture to use a real M1 Abrams tank instead of other tanks dressed up to resemble one. Got that military money. Wonder who will appreciate that in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, there were all the other trivia were like super unrelated or spoilery, so it was just like, eh, nice and easy. Mm. Uh, Spencer brought this movie to us this week. Why? So, um, as a kid, I was a pretty big fan of H.G. Wells. Um, when I was young, they had this, uh, this series of not children's books so much as, like, classic adult fiction rewritten and kind of dumbed down for, like, a fourth or fifth grade reading audience. Oh, I feel like I've read those before, or at least some of them. Yeah, and and War of the Worlds was one of the first ones of those I read, and it kind of got me into the rest of them. Uh, and then years later, I read a bunch more of H.E. Wells' other works, right? Um, so, like, I, I have a connection to the, to the literature itself. And then also, I saw this movie in theaters, and, like, yeah, I saw it as probably a teenager, and um, I don't yeah it's uh it's an interesting interpretation of the work i think if you're um (laughs) if you're familiar with the radio play that is a far better interpretation of the work yeah i was gonna say the mention of uh an abrams tank already kind of has me going like hmm admittedly like that that seems way too modern not very much of war of like the original war of the world story is incredibly um temporal right Mm -hmm. like like not very much of the world as it was at the time that it was written is an incredibly huge factor like the idea of like if somebody can fly here from space to take over earth they they probably are well beyond our technological prowess is as equally valid today as it was in 1899 like yeah 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 yeah, like, it's it's interesting, because we were talking about this very briefly beforehand, that, like, the, uh, because it was the book and then the radio play and there have been a bunch of television and movie adaptations, it seems like one property that everyone kind of accepts that, like, y- you can just, you just put this in the here and now, because that is, especially, like, the radio play is obviously, like, it the intention was, no, like, this is actually happening, <laughs> like. Well, just so it's the here and now. And like, especially too, because the narrative of like an unimaginable invader is coming to take away everything that you know and love for reasons that like don't make a ton of sense to you or like aren't sympathetic to you. It is kind of works no matter when you are. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so it's, it's just easiest to be like, here are the things, you know. (laughs) <laughs> these are the things that the aliens are taking away yeah yeah that being said the 2019 tv series the one the there was a mini series set in london apparently and a ongoing series set in france um i think those at least one of those is supposed to be is definitely set like more 
traditionally with this with the story in like the 1800s that being said it was based only on looking at like four images so maybe it does take place in 2019 but everyone is just at like a at a uh steampunk uh convention who knows <laughs> aliens pick the wrong convention to invade at uh yeah does anyone else have a personal connection to this film I've watched it on TV, um, and it was funky. I really enjoyed it. Nice. I believe I saw this in theaters, but it might have been on TV. But again, this would have been roughly the time frame where I went to the theaters quite a bit. I know there's one scene that I really stuck with me, and I won't say what, but I'll... Say it after we watch. Um, I read an interpret, I guess like a version of this story. So I read uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen by Alan Moore. Uh, and like, it's just like various British hero. Like there's uh, Mr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and uh, Mina Harker. And like, just like a, you know, if you know anything about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, and the second half of that comic book dealt with uh, uh basically war of the worlds alien invaders come down uh they fight it out um and like the league goes into action and then the invisible like yeah there the, a bunch of stuff happens i don't just in case because i don't know how faithful that version is to the original story so i don't want to say how that version ends and then accidentally spoil this movie or whatever so mm-hmm. uh I will say, respect Dr. Jekyll's doctorate. <laughs> it's not simply Mr. Jekyll. No. Wasn't well, it Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? Yeah. Yeah, because Mr. Hyde's the beast. All right. Uh, we're now showing Tepper the poster for the movie. Please describe it and tell us what you think the movie's about. Also, I didn't know Spielberg directed this. That's pretty... Tom Cruise! Yep. <laughs> Or the other version of the poster I found, which was Om Cruz. <laughs> I like that one better. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So just uh, at the top, Tom Cruise, uh, a Steven Spielberg film, War of the Worlds. And then there's like a like alienish three finger hand grasping uh, the earth uh, that is also on fire. Um, and there's kind of like a purplish background and then black surrounding that. It's pretty, it's a pretty cool looking poster too. And then there's like, kind of like tentacle type things, um, coming out, in, out between the letters of the, uh, of, uh, worlds. It's pretty so, nice. Um, a little, I get, this is going to make it into the, into the episode, uh, spoilers for how we do the recordings um this movie was released 15 years ago tomorrow wow yeah i was just like i'm like wait a minute june 29th damn we we picked a good time to watch it then huh yeah yeah interesting um yeah it's a it is a striking poster yeah. There's another one. I don't know if it's an official poster that was put anywhere, but it's basically this, but just superimposed Tom Cruise 
in front of the earth so you can't see anything. <laughs> Much worse poster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so in terms of kind of what I think, like, alien invaders will come down and attack Earth, and then probably America in this case because of the mention of the Abrams tank and just, like, in a modern setting. Uh, also Tom Cruise. I, w- I would not want to watch a movie where Tom Cruise tries to put on a British accent. I feel like that'd be uh, awful. Yeah. Um, in terms of, no, I don't. I don't want to accidentally like spoil stuff. So I'll, I'll, I'll save because my guesses would be based off of the Alan Moore comics. So I'm going to. I'll wait till after we watch the movie to let you guys know. Uh, kind of what happens in that and how that matches up to this movie. Nice. All right. We'll see you after the film. And we're back. So, what did everyone think? That was a lot bleaker than what I expected. So, I really feel like that movie... Uh, set itself up so well and really failed to stick the landing. Yeah, uh... Okay, so... I honestly expected it was gonna end with all of them dead. Like, main character, his daughter, whole deal. All of them fucking dead. And it just kinda like 180 goes... Nah, they're fine. Nothing bad ever happens to Boston. At least kill the sun. Cowards. I was going to say, at the very least, kill the sun. Like, it honestly, mm-hmm. it felt like the mm-hmm. movie got cold feet and went, wait, no, we can't have bad stuff happen to the main characters. So here's here's kind of my synopsis of this movie. This movie had me feeling like the angst of the human condition in times of crisis, very viscerally, right up until Wall of Fire and Robbie, and then <laughs> lost me. The whole time I was like, yeah, no, because, like, when I was reading your, your chat of, like, these people are, like, like these children are terrible and I don't like them, I'm like, yeah, and, like, all of these characters are obviously flawed in the way that, like, yeah. people are. Yes. You, and so, like, it, it felt to me like a good character study of, like, wh- what are normal humans like in a time of crisis? Because, like, yeah, your, like, 15-year-old teenage son is going to be a burden to you. And, yes. like, so is your 10-year-old daughter in, like, a very different way during the, like, we have to try and, like, raid the Walmart before everyone else does times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, um... This movie had a very strong, very, very strong uh, a middle section. Once I understood, well, when I thought I understood what the tone of the movie was going for, because initially I'm like, oh, this kid sucks, this daughter sucks, but I was kind of expecting something a little pulpier and less uh, horror-ish. And this was like, and then once the middle of the movie hit, I was like, okay, I see like people are shitty and awful in times of crazy crisis the world is ending people are going mad people are you know terrible and like for everything bad that someone does to him he does something like kind of badish like that to someone else yes 
like yes. yeah the guy puts a gun to his head and says like i'm taking your car but like it's very clear that like tom cruise if he had a gun and no car would say i'm taking your car <laughs> well and he went he specifically said like we're taking back roads because no one can see that we have a car mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like he it was interesting the um, difference between him and his son, especially in the middle of the movie, where Tom Cruise, right from the very beginning, is paranoid and untrusting of others. Just in general, he goes, "Fuck you! I got mine. I, I, I'm gonna get my son and daughter to Boston. I don't care who I have to kill. I don't care who I have to steal from, abuse, whatever. I'm gonna do it." Yeah. Whereas his son, especially on the ferry, the ferry was a great scene for that, where his son goes like, like basically like "fuck you, dad," like to stop being an unfeeling piece of shit, and helps those people onto the boat. Yeah, uh, which was really nice to it's see. Interesting because like the the first fifteen minutes is mostly showing you that Tom Cruise is like he's very much a member of this community. Like he knows everyone and he's like talking to everyone and like yeah. trying to be helpful. But as soon as he like survives the initial thing and he's like, I know of the only working car in the city, and I'm going to go take it. And like I'll tell the guy who owns it. You better get in the car and not make a scene, but if you don't, I think I leave. Yeah. Yeah. And no like in other disaster movies, Tom Cruise would be the villain guy. Or the like person or family that the main group runs into who takes advantage of their kindness, like that type of character. Yeah, it's just refreshing because usually for these kinds of films, the the main guy is just like, I was in the military in special ops, I know, and I know exactly what to do. And it's, this is just a normal guy who's trying his best and is also kind of an asshole, but in the way people are assholes. Or, or, or they're just like nice people or heroic. And in this case, it's like, no, Tom Cruise's character is like a, a coward and... um selfish and like yeah but again like it seems to me to be such a study of like what regular people are like because Mm -hmm. like yeah you don't want to know something nobody would be a hero there everybody would go like i the only chance i have is i can maybe save four people like me and four people can probably make it if i try to do anything bigger than that we're we're all sunk why did everyone try to save to save tom from the sphincter but not the guy right before tom I, uh. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, and like I'll, I'll I'll remind everyone that that is part of the the half of the movie that I think no good, bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that right before that's well, actually that scene was roughly where I felt the movie got cold feet and became cowardly because it was like they were so close to something as a whole that was good. And then at the last minute, they, like, pussied out, and it's really disappointing. Like, on on one hand, I went, like, cool that they tried to save him. Like, it's nice to actually see humans working together. It was everything after that that I was really unimpressed with. Because it's, like, like, sprinkling in, like, some working together, especially in times of great stress. Like, humans aren't all bastards. And, like, disaster movies that just the whole time go, like, people are bad, did you know? Like... I'm like, uh, I get kind of tired of it after a little while. But with this movie, like, that scene, I was like, okay, like, fine, whatever. But, like, after that, where they go, like, and then all the aliens died and Boston was completely fine. Like, if I was writing the last half of that movie, I'd go, uh, maybe Tom Cruise and his daughter survives. Uh, his wife, fucking dead. 
Um, his extended family, fucking dead. Boston why is there? Why is their little Boston house literally perfectly fine? Like, they look like they woke up that morning and were like, huh, the help yeah. is late. Yeah, like, I really thought that they would show up in Boston and their, like, family would be dead. It's perfectly fine because uh, his wife's rich uh, white parents own that house, and therefore it's in a good neighborhood. One of the things I wanted to talk about, too, was, like, what a shitty plan Let's All Go to Boston is. Like, in in times of crisis, why the fuck would you be like, I know, let's flock to population centers. Okay. Uh, uh, it, the, like, looking at it from the character's point of view, I can understand the irrational thing of, like, I need to meet up with my wife. You know, I'm worried about her, everything else like that. Like, like Tom Cruise, for sections of that movie, was obviously not thinking very far ahead. Well, like, when plan A at the beginning is, let's go to Boston, it's like, yeah, but, like, around the time of, like, probably the ferry, no longer the best plan. Yeah, I, I think it's more so, like, like they, uh, it's a convenient, fra- like, it, uh, excuse to, like, keep the plot moving of, like, why is he going from place to place? Because... War of the Worlds version where, oh man, plan A is fucked, let's go build a farm in the countryside. Not nearly as interesting. Because his daughter will keep screaming that she wants mom if he oh, doesn't. Oh my fucking mm. god. Because uh, fucking... like, plan, plan A was to go to his wife's house, and then he's like, oh right, they're going to see grandma for the weekend. That was, right. That's yeah, looking after the, the, the terrible children. Yeah, it, it was... Um... Yeah, that the the last like little bit of the movie really kind of blows to be so honest. So the one thing that I wanted to like comment on to make sure that like like to 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 let you know this, right, is the original ending of The War of the Worlds, like the novel is they get sick and die because they don't have immunity. Yeah. Yes. So like that is the like OG canon. However, I think this movie like hardcore fucks that because so the original War of the Worlds begins with the original War of the Worlds begins with like okay the Martians they used to have a planet like us then they fucked it they now look at our planet and go wow that looks like a nice planet then they came here to try to take it but they forgot about immunity and like got fucked by it Yeah, which reads but when you go no 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 they were planning this for millions of years mm-hmm. I go yeah why then would you not plan to just not fuck your planet? Yeah. Or, like, have a proper, like, immunity, like, have proper equipment to survive the atmosphere. Exactly. So, exactly. So, following up on what you're saying in the original, so in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen version of War of the Worlds, the aliens land in, like, London, like, East London specifically. Uh, the military is trying their best to fight them off. Uh, members of the League are sent to meet up with uh, a, like a random scientist who is in hiding, and they pick up a shipment from him of like crated stuff. They don't know what's inside. They bring it back to the military in London. Turns out it was virus bombs, and they just virus bomb East London, including everyone in East London who like who is still there. Kill all the aliens by right. giving them the common cold, basically. So. Similar to the original canon, but, like, still on the, like, humans are bastard side of things. But, like, why... Why why would... How could they possibly have planned... Okay. Yeah. Why are they invading if they were willing to wait so long? Like, 
obviously the guy who said like millions of years or whatever, he doesn't, we, we don't have to take that as canon. But even if you say hundreds of years, right? Yeah. That's a lot of planning time. Right. Right. Like, and it seems like you could do, and I guess maybe they needed to grow red vines. Also, I'd like to talk at this point about um, what the fuck was that? Oh, we're extracting blood to spray it on the ground. I love that stuff. <laughs> so just before we watched the movie, I said there was a scene that stuck with me. And that scene is like the not my blood. Just, oh, my God, the just using blood and just spraying it everywhere. That's my jam. I loved it. Yeah. So like. Okay, so the way I look at this movie is the details of their, like, of the overall plot of, like, aliens are on Earth, why are they on Earth, what are they doing, whatever, doesn't fucking matter. It's a character study of Tom Cruise and his family. Um, the, the like, extracting blood thing, I thought from a visual and horror standpoint, was pretty neat. You're right, though. They would need a ludicrous amount of fucking blood. Oh, Holy well, shit. Okay, okay, but, like... <laughs> Again, like I really think the thing that was missing from this movie was the scene where where uh, uh, Morgan Freeman says to us, "You know, the Martians they thought Mars sucks. We need human blood to grow our blood vines. Let's go mm. get some, right?" Because then I'd go like, "Oh, I get it. You're trying to terraform Earth into Mars, but like they just show up and do seemingly random shit." Yeah. For, like, an hour at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they're a mix of, like, turning people to ash, except their clothes, and then picking people up, and stabbing people, and sphinctering people. And exploring a random basement for yeah. no reason. I was very, like, why are they here? What's interesting here? According to why? IMDb trivia, the red weed is part of the novel. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, fair, but I bet in the novel they said they're growing red weed for a thing, or also they said, hey, they fucked up Mars and they want to come to Earth to make it like Mars, which yeah. explains literally everything else they do. Uh, honestly, honestly, they just needed like a 20 second scene of we fuck, they fucked up Mars. That's why they're here. And like Tom Cruise doesn't need to know that. Yeah. No, no. Like, it could literally just be Morgan Freeman saying that in, like, an interlude-type part. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Like, I w- That would have been totally fine. I would imagine uh, Spielberg bases far more on the radio play than the book, though he obviously took pieces from the book. And I, ima- I would assume the radio play is a lot more in character, and therefore there's a lot less information given to the audience as well as the characters. That is true. That is true. The radio play is very much so, like, well... Like, the famous story about the radio play is people thought Martians were invading. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it sounded enough like a real news broadcast. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and, like, that's cool. It just it just needed, like, a 15, 20 second scene. Like, it didn't need to be overly long or anything else like that, but just, like, a super quick something. Why are they here? Uh, yeah, but but honestly, even even that I could accept... Even just, like, ignoring that, if the second half, like, if the last quarter of the movie s- stuck the landing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I would have been down with this, like, why are they here? Who are they? Like, we can't know them. We can't speak their language. We know nothing about them. It's just all them. inscrutable the whole time. I, and, and, like, so many people are dead. This is a massive tragedy. Even if we win, 
we're not truly winning. Like, like if you know what I mean, like it's a, it's a, a fear victory. Like, so tell me if you guys agree with this. I think this movie got bored of being this movie about two thirds <laughs> of the way through. Yeah. Because it kind of feels like it just gave up on all of its very interesting themes yeah. and setup. Right. Basically right after the daughter and him run, run out of the house. I don't know. I thought, I thought like, the movie was still going like after Robbie with like the very bleak tone, like when he was hanging See, out in the house for a couple days. I I wasn't I wasn't super down with Basement Dude. Like Basement Dude kind of made sense at the beginning when he's like, "I'm here to survive," but then like Tom Cruise has to keep talking him down from like attacking the arm, and I w- kept on wanting to say to him, "But like, you're the one who told me that you want to survive. How does this help you survive?" Like, don't get me wrong. Fight yeah. back against the aliens. Shotgun blasting this tentacle camera. Yeah. Zero HP damage. <laughs> or, or even, like, having one shotgun shell to shoot one of the four aliens, or, like, six or whatever that were... And, like, if you if you, if we were strongly given the impression at, in, as the audience that, like, um, he has that shotgun ready in case they get close to them. Like, he's willing yeah. to kill them rather than be discovered yeah but like he he's just like i'll show him and i'm like you're gonna show him what and then like he started out making sense and again it just felt like they were like well him making sense doesn't move the plot forward at all but what if he starts shouting and won't stop shouting and i go like yeah oh man that was so stupid because like like, okay like i was fine with him being like a little deranged but like, because like, especially like, well, I feel like what the movie at a certain point should have done is Tom Cruise go like, "Hey man, I really can't hang out with you anymore. Like, I'm taking my daughter and I'm leaving." Yeah, because like, so I thought the finale scene of that character was good, where Tom Cruise puts the blindfold on his daughter, goes in the room, shuts the door. Like, I thought that was like cool, and then like them hiding around in the basement where I really feel like the movie made a disconnect from everything before it was basically right after that. Like, when they just go outside and they're like, oh, I guess it's time to get abducted and then we go into the human baskets that honestly, they have because they need the humans. Ah, uh, yeah, because like based on the tone of the movie up to that point, I honestly expected his daughter to get grabbed by a tentacle and have the blood sucked out of her right in front of Tom Cruise, or he sacrifice himself, and he gets the blood... Like, you know, something like that is kind of what I... Or they both die. Like, that would have been fine, too. Uh, but, like, based on how bleak and everything had been up to that point, that's what I thought. And then it's like, nah, he's fine. They make it to Boston. No, Like, they destroy the thing. They make it to Boston. No problem. Uh, the family's alive. Robbie's alive, too, by the way. Uh, how? Who the fuck cares? The military took him there. It was just, you know, it was easy. He just asked for a ride, and they gave him one. And it undercut a really important moment in the film that showed how serious everything was. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It completely undervalues the most emotional choice that Tom Cruise has to make in the entire movie between his son and his daughter. Um of and and he chooses his daughter, and then it's like, nope, surprise. Bonus round. (laughs) You get both extra bonus round your wife's new husband is probably dead 
No, no, no. He was behind Grandma and Grandpa. Was he? He was looking at I her. didn't even yeah, see yeah, yeah. Grandma and Grandpa, so I wasn't really paying attention. Okay. So, like, wife comes out, is all like, oh, my God, look, they made it. They're walking up the street all by themselves towards our house. And then, like, Grandma and Grandpa come up, and they're like, oh, look, we're old and white and rich, and that's why we're alive. And uh, 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 <laughs> Uncle, uh, new dad is, like, literally standing between them, but behind them. So, like, he's just kind of, like, looking out there going, like, oh, hey, look, my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. He's also rich and white, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kids don't yeah. cost that much. He has TiVo. Fuck. He, he put TiVo in her room. Sure did. Also. Is not TiVo in the fucking living room? I'm not sure if you guys noticed the great advertising of the Coca-Cola case in the uh, tense hide-and-seek uh, scene in the basement. I did not. Nope. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. I, I love seeing background advertising in uh, movies. Um, speaking of background advertising, um, foreground advertising. Man, this movie jerks off the American military at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I was I waiting mean, for this conversation. Yeah, like, it, it very much, like... In the middle. Well, like... In the middle, a little less so because they're getting their ass. Yeah, beat, exactly. Like, like that was. It's very much. It's just like, and then the virus killed them. But first, this message from the U.S. military. Uh, yeah, we totally took that one down. Never mind the fact that it didn't have its shields up for once and was like getting distracted by birds. Also, like, yeah, like big, big assumption there from Tom Cruise that birds being able to touch it means it doesn't have its shields. He was able to hit the arm with an axe. Yeah, it was. Outside the shields. Yeah, but like... <laughs> also... But like, maybe it's today just on like, ballistics that don't hit it. So it seems like the Martians have like... They're, they, they they missed a few a few branches of the tech tree and sieve. <laughs> like, they didn't research virology at all. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'd think that a species that can... Before humans had developed North America, at the very least, possibly became like social right um could plant giant tripod vehicles uh would put heat vision on their tentacle arms mm-hmm. just you know i mean ca- you don't know if you don't know if heat-based life is going to develop on this planet yeah I, I, again like like so many of the small quibbles of this movie i'm willing to overlook but that last quarter of the movie ruins it like all of it so it, it's actually yeah. like comparing it to the rest of the movie feels so bad because those characters didn't deserve a happy ending. None of them did. Like, like this should have been like the road, a uh, uh, bleak, like levels of awfulness. I don't think that any movie that features Tom Cruise in a heroic role can also feature Tom Cruise dying, except for that one movie that's about Tom Cruise dying over and over and yeah. over and over again. <laughs> but, but, but OK, but, but hear me out. I'd even be fine with him and his daughter living at the end, mm-hmm. but that extended family should have been dead. His wife should have been dead. Boston should have been in ruins, like even more so than it already was. The fact at the end they go like, and everyone's alive is like, I, I know like I keep going over this, but it actually ruins this movie. It, it, it absolutely does. Like this movie, A, absolutely should have been 90 minutes and not two hours. Yeah. There was a lot of superfluous fucking around in the second hour. Um, and it absolutely should not have pulled its emotional punches. Um, like, it's so cheap. Especially because the whole time, like, especially, like, think about how how much better it would have been if, like, the whole time 
they were kept on going like, well, what do you think mom's doing right now? And she's like, oh, she's not sleeping because she's so worried. And like, clearly you're supposed to think that Tom Cruise thinks she's dead or at least very probably dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, nope, she probably was waiting up worried. Like he probably was actually correct the whole time. They were having that awful tea. (sighs) Awful rich uh, white person tea in Boston. But yeah, like, Robbie should have been dead. Um, extended family should have been dead. Maybe, honestly, ex-husband should have been alive. Yo, that would have been actually a really good... Like, he comes out bloodied and, like, beaten. And just they silently, like, kind of look at each other. And then just movie ends. Like, they would have been totally they fine. They could have had just the wife on their... Like, the rubble of, of her parents' house would have been fine. Not not as good as the as like the ex husband, but or other husband. But uh, honestly, any variation of that would have been fine. Anything that was bleaker than what we got, because <laughs> yeah, it the, did not yeah. get the tone. No loss. Yeah. Uh, also, S rank War of the World. Yeah, that basement scene was probably like like overall the time spent in the basement twice as long as it needed to be. Yeah. Why did we spend so fucking long in that basement? Especially after we were like, hey, what if we had a tense scene hiding from the aliens? And we're like, whew, they're gone. And it's like, what if we had another tense scene hiding from the aliens? <laughs> especially like, especially yeah. after they didn't spend time in the first basement. They're like, well... Did I add this song to the playlist twice? <laughs> well, and... Well, and... Okay, so they avoid the eye. They avoid the aliens. Eye comes in the next morning. Like, it felt like such a cheap cop-out. Yeah. Uh, of like they found you after mm-hmm. all like really mm-hmm. honestly it should have been just that alien scene because like that was tense that was good and then Tom Cruise kills the dude because he's fucking erratic and then they then they leave Tom Cruise did not need to kill the one with the grenade that whole scene could have not happened like imagine after he kills dude they sleep they wake up and they just like Go, go to Boston, Move yeah. on, right? But actually, you're right, because that scene really doesn't add anything to the movie. It proves it's, that it's they not can like be later killed. they figure out, oh, we have to find kamikazes to go grenade them from the inside. Yeah. Like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't develop the strategy. We already know they're harvesting humans and using them for fertilizer. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it does nothing. Yeah, it, it actually doesn't add anything. You're 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 actually absolutely correct. Like, cause I I like kind of gave that scene a the, pass. But the like, only thing it could have done is gotten him a very small military escort to Boston because the soldier watched him do it, and then he like that could have helped to expedite them getting into Boston. But that would have been like it, and not really yeah. a value. You could have also just cut to Boston. Yeah, yeah, I would have yeah, assumed yeah. they fucking walked. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, like, yeah, yeah, like, I think that entire scene could have, yeah, just... But they needed a reason for there to be more people with them again, around them again. Let's Mm. be really honest. What that scene did was secured military funding. (laughs) No, that was the last uh, uh, scene of the military shooting. Yeah. Yeah, that was... But remember, the soldier's the hero who saves Tom Cruise, but not the other guy, because he watched the first guy getting pulled in and went, hold on, I've got an idea. <laughs> well, also, not even first guy. Like, those people have definitely been in those pods for days. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah they yeah. seemed really upset about it. And it seems like one person gets pulled out every five minutes, like... Yeah, they're going through a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Uh, some of the trivia here, a lot of this stuff is inspired by 9-11. Yes, okay, so Ivan was feeding me facts while we were watching <laughs> this movie. Uh, so while it was playing out, I could see the 9-11 inspirations happen in front uh-huh. of me. So like uh-huh. a lot of the movie is in, is filmed at EyeSight, uh, which it is inspired by like all the amateur footage that was taken during 9-11. Um, the scene of him returning home covered in ash is based mm-hmm. on a lot yeah. of survivor stories. Honestly, as soon as they said, like, are are we getting attacked by terrorists? I went, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They kept saying that. Just about to say this. I was like, this is a post 9-11 movie. Americans, please get the fuck over yourselves. I mean, it was four years after, so, like, it's <laughs> kind of... <sighs> Yeah, like, I, I, I know I shouldn't be insensitive to the struggles of others, but, like, America has had literally one terrorist attack on, like, major terrorist attack on their soil, and A they went on- terrorist attack. Yeah, yeah, and then they went on to, like, kill 10 or 20 times the amount of people who died in the towers. Yeah. Never mind, like, Europe, half of Europe's population disappeared after World War II, so, like- Whatever, Americans are melodramatic, it's fine. Yeah, I, like this, like, I'm just saying, like, this is four years after, like, this would have been yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the first movies doing dealing with similar things. Uh, uh, it wasn't so much directed to you, but, like... No, I know, I know. I, you, you, you see this, like, running, or not even just this movie, but you see this running theme in post-9-11 American media where they just can't get over themselves. Yeah. So um, it's time for me to name drop one of my favorite YouTube people, uh, Lindsay Ellis, who did a video comparing this movie to Independence Day as two movies that are both about aliens invading, one slightly before 9-11 and one slightly after 9-11, and just like the radically different tone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're like, can you imagine in 2005 having an alien spaceship show up and shoot a laser beam that blows up the White House? Yeah. And a skyscraper? Turns out the biggest building we see fall is like a is a small church. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there the, was the, the one the plane fa- crash scene. I mean, true. There is there is a crashed plane which is kind of is is maybe almost ballsy at that point. They used a real Boeing uh, for that. They just sprinkled it all over that suburb. Yeah, and I wonder if Robbie's character was, like, nudged in the direction it was because of that. Because, like, oh, we are attacked. I want to fight. I, yeah, exactly. I want to fight back, that... yeah. It it absolutely was. Or, like, yeah, it was trying to, to deal with that. The, like, senseless anger of, like, I want to do something about this. But, like, again... What are you gonna fucking do, kid? Can you believe that the Man. Japanese could have taken down some of these when the greatest country couldn't? Well, man, 9-11 fucked media for a bunch of years. It's really sad. Also, I just I just want... I mean, like, also other things, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> mostly, like, related to movies specifically, I'm speaking about... Obviously, you're correct. A lot of things got fucked by 9-11. Um, so... I, I was I was wondering about about this if you guys think that this is intentional that the way that Tom Cruise ends up destroying one of the walkers is by getting sucked into it while holding a grenade and the only people who figured it out were the Japanese. Oh, uh, but they don't say how the Japanese did it. it could I it's also like like also like literally every random human has a completely conflicting report. 
Like there is yeah, no real information being transmitted at this time. Yeah, honestly, that whole statement was kind of stupid and didn't really add much to the movie. Like, it just it lets you know that this former ambulance driver is really American. Why the fuck did he freak out? He freaked out so much that he needed to be put the fuck down when he literally tells us, hello, I work in one of the highest stress professions in the world. Like, and and also have recently seen my family die and, like, seem pretty okay, all things considered, at the beginning. And he watched one guy get needled and you're just it, like... It, it's to create, like, fake tension. <laughs> Right? Like, they just kind of... Again, like, that scene was way over long. Well, like, or, like, got, that section. We got bored of him. He's, a, he's an ambulance driver who's afraid of needles and blood. Spielberg, I feel like, saw the end scene in his mind of Tom Cruise kills this guy and went, how do I get there? Rather than going with the logical evolution of the character. We have... Is how I felt. We have somebody sing the worst song from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh... But yeah, it was like... That being said, Spielberg has some really good shots in this movie. Even like right, oh. like, like uh, when, the, when the car gets flipped and you see uh, his daughter through the crack in the windshield is a very, very well done shot. No, uh, this, like, don't get me wrong, like Spielberg's film craft is absolutely incredible. Like his, um, like the shot of the um, uh, alien machine on the hill during when they're at the ferry... Like, oh man, that is a beautiful shot. Even the shot of the people, because first you just see the family and it zooms out and nobody else is looking and then they all turn simultaneously. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I, I, wanted, I want to, th- this reminded me of something. Um, that horn is, is diegetic? Like that, ho- the horn that those things make is happening in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because several time characters react to it. Correct. Yes. Why the fuck do they have that horn? <laughs> it is the sound of Alien. Because it's cool. When did Inception come out? Uh, know, 2010. Is it just, is it just it's like okay, 20, okay. 2012 or something like that? Yeah, Maybe definitely, like definitely like several years after this. Because like, okay, so like we find out later that at the very least, like later we find out that the horn is used to say, "Hey, stop exploring the basement. It's time to go." Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like it's we're just, done at the rest stop. Yeah, yeah. It's, but get like, back in the RV. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I I just imagine like the alien sitting on the bridge of the tripods, going like, "Hey, this will really freak them the fuck out." <laughs> yeah, I bet they'll all go get on that boat where our boat tipper well, is waiting. Answer the, uh, answer well, the question of why does why does Garrett always press the horn in Mario Kart? <laughs> Or, or like another example is like in during like Vietnam and even after, like helicopter pilots would play Ride of the Valkyries while they're flying around. Like it's just like intimidation tactic because they like the sound of it. Again, small detail. It's cool in the movie. I don't really care beyond that. Actually, that's like not. I I assume there was like ambient music. I don't. I can't think of any of it because there was obviously like very briefly some Lincoln Park, and then like it. it uh, or... uh, there was like. It was much more like beat folk, like when the alien first shows, like shows up and gets up. There's like, um, yeah, I can't really describe it, but there is music. But yeah, like it's rel- like the movie's relatively silent because, like, or Which or I at like. least, or like the music is such that it seems silent. Yeah, no, it, it fits the it fits it very well, especially with like all of the downed technology. Yeah, um, 
But yeah, that's more or less everything I have to say about that movie. Uh, the kind of like yeah, getting into like more minor stuff. I hate how movies signal a, a working class America and shit like that. Like, oh, the foreign and exotic food that is hummus. <laughs> like, like fuck off. <laughs> like, what next? You're gonna go like Dijon mustard? This isn't real mustard. This is bougie shit. It's like no, it's just fucking a different Listen, type of mustard. He's a simple white colored. Or blue-colored man. He li- he likes his wife pregnant and his food American, and is one of two people to own a gun. Apparently, I'm still surprised that no one else pulled a gun in that scene. I I really like the I, the look on the guy's face who picks up Tom Cruise's gun. He goes like, "Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is such that's... a good idea. I can yeah, shoot it... somebody yeah, now. Like, it's like a monkey discovering fire, like." <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, right after that scene, like you were saying, like, all of them realizing, like, gun, get me what I want. And they all start just shooting each other in the fucking road. Also, um, woman with baby in the middle of mob on road. Yeah. Why? That was so stupid. There was a diner right there. Why wasn't she just in the diner? Uh, Also, he was already hitting people. Like, just hit the woman and the kid, too, man. But it's a kid. Yeah. Like, you've already come this far, you've already signaled that you're down with, like, hitting people. Like, well, oh no, especially kid like, dies. You have to know, you have to know that if I, if I don't run this woman over, I lose my car. Which he did. Mm-hmm. Which, oh. which he absolutely did. Oh, I forgot to now, mention, like, I forgot to mention the, the big theory. Um, the first scene where everyone's getting vaporized... And, like, Tom Cruise is one of the only people surviving, and then he sees a, a man run past him holding a daughter, and he's like, I have one of those. <laughs> it's the only way to yes. stay safe. Oh, my God. Daughters are immune. Also, uh, uh, also, the people running in that opening scene, obviously, I mean, Prometheus came out after this, but they went to the Prometheus school of running away, <laughs> which is running a straight line away from the thing that's shooting beams of energy. Corners? Running around, like, dodging, zigzagging? Nah, fuck that shit. Why do the heat rays affect things that, like, they have force behind them when it's not shooting people? Yes. Like, it flips cars and stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Blows up buildings. Yeah. Again, rule of cool, I give it a pass, but, like, yeah. Also... Doesn't, Doesn't destroy clothes, though. Yeah, if you were, like, completely covered in clothes, are you immune? No, it can obviously boil you out of the clothes. <laughs> Turn you to dust, which seems counterproductive for their collecting of blood. You know when they're walking into the forest and all of a sudden, like, some big white things start falling down? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck were those? Uh, were those clothes? Large, large people ashes. Yeah, I thought it was clothes too, but it didn't zoom in on anything, so you couldn't it tell. No. It was supposed to be more people ash, I think. It was just very large flakes for some reason. Because, like, the intent was that, like, this whole area was now being... No, it was, like, big strips of fabric, like was... a scarf. Uh, I don't... It was large... I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be ash. Like, it was ridiculously large. I remember noting, like, are these people's clothes? Because it looked like just scarves falling from the sky. Mm. I don't think they're that big, but they were definitely much larger than the ash for, at the beginning. But I think because it was a very dark scene, they're like, this is how we get across that ashes falling. Yeah, it was... Not as well done. Yeah. 
Um, I don't have, like, tons and tons more to say about this movie, especially since Spencer seems out of thoughts. I don't know, do you guys have anything, like, last-minute major points to make? I did, but then we got onto scarves and I forgot. <laughs> you got onto scarves. <laughs> yeah, that's true, you did bring up the scarves. <laughs> you have only yourself to blame. I guess one final thought is, like, this movie will make any person not want to have kids. <laughs> Yeah. Like, seriously, oh, fuck right. the kids in this that, movie. That was another random piece of trivia, is MTV uh, voted uh, Dakota Fanning's character the worst worst thing to have in an apocalypse. Wait, to For be once, fair... MTV is right. Children's laughter, pretty good. And then all the other noises they make, not that great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'm biased, I already don't like kids, but, like, this movie especially was like, please, girls, shut the fuck up. Like, 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 obviously it's realistic. Like, I'm not going to say like, yeah, you know, whatever. But like, from a, a, a viewer point of view, I'm like, God damn it. Fucking stop. Yeah. Like she does a very good spoiled kid scream, even though it's rather justified. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like when she goes down to the fucking river, like stay in sight. I don't want you to like wander out of sight. Proceeds to do that. Very kid thing to do. Watches a body full of, or a river full of body, body full of rivers. Hmm. Um, oh my god, that's the thing that bothered me. <laughs> if my parents stopped for me to pee on the side of the road and it was open field, I would be so pissed. There were forests everywhere. He just needs to go down the road a bit where there were trees. I was so yeah. pissed off. Like, of course she's going down to the bushes. No yeah. one fucking like, like, like in Obviously, he didn't do it great either. Like, he fucked up. Especially if he yeah. didn't want the car stolen. Maybe don't stop in front of a house, idiot. Yeah. Like, oh, man. And there then, were like, back roads everywhere. Just go down a back road. Yeah, like, if you're going to stop... They were on gonna, a back road. If you're going to stop that close to a farmhouse, just have her go into the farmhouse and use the washroom. <laughs> Especially since you have a gun. Yes, and, like, also, um, her just disappearing after the, like, probe comes in the house a second, like, it just, oh, man, at, at a certain point I went, just, like, fucking kill her already, Jesus Christ. Like, ye like, like, he should have just yeeted her ass into the river and left early in the movie. Like I said, he knew that daughters made you immune to the rays. I did remember one th little thing I wanted to bring up. The hell okay. train. It was just very cool. <laughs> of just, oh, fuck. Of, I forgot about the hell train. A mob of people just slowly walking. The train signal comes down. They stop. A train goes by. It's flaming. It's on fire. It looks like it deserves to be in the nine realms of hell. It's awesome. And it goes past. And then the things rise up. And people just keep moving. Yeah, there, nobody no, was phased by that. Phased, yeah. <laughs> Isn't, uh, and like, uh, trains... Trains have dead man switches, right? Like yeah. the whole runaway train thing. This is of, the death. Of this the is the deathest eighteen hundreds. Okay, again, cool rule of cool. It was cool. I don't care. Flame train. Also, well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like that's just kind of what they're what the Martian technology does. It just like puts a vehicle on fire and it just keeps on going. Yeah, like like um, I don't mind stuff being kind of stupid. As long as it's cool and it's not plot important. As soon as, like, a plot hinges on a thing and it's dumb, I go, yeah, I don't mind quibbling about the, like, minor aspects of that thing. But, like, yeah, if it's just, like, a small background detail or whatever, it's like, eh, whatever. They've... We probably care more than the uh, filmmaker did. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, does anyone want to try to music us? Or do we do we go with the theme of the movie and there's just no music and we just somberly arrive in Boston Tepper Tops? I got one. <laughs> that was it. All right, War of the Worlds. Uh, I guess number 23 slot. The middle of the movie really, like, helps it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does a lot of things well. Yeah. I think what we should actually do is just edit the movie so that the credits roll after the door closes and, and Tom Cruise decides that he has to strangle that guy. Ooh, that really helps. Actually, okay. Just like okay. door closes, cut to credits. Honestly, if that was... If that was the end of the movie, I'd probably put it at, like, the number 10 or 9 slot, to be perfectly honest. Like, like literally the last quarter of that, like, I'm, I know I keep saying it, but the last quarter of that movie fucks that movie. It just gets worse yeah. every minute. I don't feel like Tom Cruise beats that guy. That guy had a shovel. If Tom Cruise had, like, an axe... Because I'm pretty sure he had the axe with him. Uh, I don't believe he brought it in. He definitely could have. Pretty yeah. sure he didn't. I, for that scene, I'm going to assume he had the axe with him, and that's right. why he wins. I, I'll accept that. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, like this movie would yeah easily be the number nine, eight, or ten slot uh, if if the movie cut at door shuts. Well, I think though for the next category, the one thing we can agree is that he is very dad. Yeah. Uh, it's not and not quite, very business. Not quite the next category. First, the villain. Yeah. The uh, villain, we'll just do the aliens. The aliens. Yeah, the tripods. Cool. They are well representative, representative of what they were in the book, at least visually. What about the inhumanity of man? <laughs> That's the secondary antagonist. Okay, so, so I would actually say uh, put villain... Uh, uh, aliens, secondary antagonist, inhumanity of man. Alright. Tripods, inhumanity of man. Um, these aliens overall weren't like... Like, the aliens from Independence Day are as high up as they are because the, um, the lab scene was so fucking creepy. He's one of those... I mean, they had a decently creepy scene where we actually yeah. saw them. Like they were, they were pretty good. You know what? Put and them in the, the number fourteen and then the slot. The military showed up. Put them in the number fourteen slot. Fourteen. Oh right, I never actually specified. Uh, War of the Worlds, uh, right below Blues Brothers, knocking out Top Secret. Hmm. And Tripods, uh, right below War Computer, and right above Aliens from Independence Day. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the the design of the tripods. Like, uh, yeah, I was gonna say the tripods are very good. The horror aspects of the aliens in this movie were very yeah. like. Yeah, I really i i like how little humanity understood about them comparatively to alien the aliens from Independence Day. Like Independence Day was just like it's like there are aliens, they're a problem. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 well, I mean, obviously, like, different genres of movie. Yeah. Like, I'd put this very firmly in the, like, horror end of the world uh, 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 category, whereas Independence Day was, like, action end of the world. Yeah, Steven Spielberg actually didn't want to make, he wanted to make this movie for a long time, but 
he didn't want to make it because Independence Day was already such a similar thing at the time. So that might be mm. might have yeah, makes sense. affected some of his decisions as well. Yeah. All right, we have Tom Cruise Business Dad. Man, he was just he was so bad at dadding. He was so bad at everything, honestly. Yeah, truth. It it seemed like he was really good at work. I I mean, didn't the the movie open with him getting yelled at by his boss and him telling to fuck off? I think. No, 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 no. His boss said, "I need you to come back in four hours rather than in 12 because I've got another shipping coming in." And his and he says to his boss, "Like I can't. I've got I've got my kids coming." Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. it seemed like he was a good worker. Right. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was buffering during that, so I missed that a little bit. Like, he sort of tries to be a dad, but only for his own benefit. Well, and he's, he's just, just like, really bad at it. Like, yeah, he's yeah, just, yeah, He's just like, if I if I hold my daughter's arms and shout, maybe she'll stop. And the baseball scene. Like, <laughs> oh, come on, son, let's play God. some catch and bond. And he just, they get more antagonistic. And he just starts lobbing balls at his son so hard. His son and, well, just and like, his son lobs them back and then puts a fucking ball through his window. Well, like, uh, good job, like, idiot. Well, and like, his dad resorts to name calling. Like, his dad calls his son... Uh, an an asshole a or dick. something. Yeah, dick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Tom like Tom Cruise's character is like a fucking man child. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's interesting. Like he's a bad dad, but not at not because of business. <laughs> yeah, I mean we like need a new ax- say... we need a new axes on this. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so like on the like I would say the business side of Tom Cruise is um him doing everything to protect them even when they don't like it and then the dad side of things is him trying to like connect to them emotionally which he like actually fails at at every point in the movie basically yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah actually once his daughter gets enough PTSD in her she seems to need him (laughs) yeah oh I mean that's, that's, that's how you that's how you win your kids over is you just you hope for that long long play of an apocalypse? Yeah, just feed them full of so much PTSD they'll need to rely on you. Uh, I think you know what this might change. Put him in the number two slot. Damn, he's an awful dad. Like I said, like he cannot emotionally connect to his kids at fucking all. And, like, honestly, even after the apocalypse, like, I don't see either of his kids being down to, like, spend time with him. Like, yeah, hey, thanks for kind of saving us, Dad. But But he can keep them alive, except that they actually don't need him for that either. (sighs) (laughs) Turns out Robbie could have just kept his sister alive the whole time. Yeah, it turns out you're actually in more danger being around Tom Cruise than if you're on your own. Uh, yeah, then, like, Robbie and... Robbie and Rachel, son of Roy. A lot of R's. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll be the first to die in that, uh... He's gonna be angsty, run off and get murdered by somebody, and Rachel's just gonna cry and scream, and then someone's gonna come over and fucking murder her to just shut her the hell up. It's an interesting group we got here. Yeah. Uh... I don't even remember who Patricia and David are from Independence Day. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, 
uh, yeah. Yo, I actually can't remember. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Didn't Will Smith and the president have children? Right. Right. The kids oh, that Will Smith has have... and the, the daughter. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they yeah, did, yeah, in yeah, fact, yeah. have kids. Yeah. David was the uh, son of um, the girl Will Smith was dating. And then Patricia was the president's daughter. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that's everything. Uh, I with that rating, I am so close to passing Spencer for best average. It is now twenty one to twenty one point two five. Oh sorry, my 1. god! 2, 5. My, wow, my rating is so low. Oh yeah, Shana, you're garbage. <laughs> I'm I'm a full three points below the next lowest. I'm three points below Connor. Uh, I mean, if uh, you do, if you ignore the decimals. Yeah, you're not. You're clo- It's closer to two, but yeah. And, and, like, Connor has brought straight garbage. Like, it's impressive, the garbage movies that you have brought, uh, Shauna. Connor's brought a lot of quality recently. Yeah, re- recently. But I, I, more, more so what I mean is, like, yeah, uh, Connor's got a millstone around her neck. That is all the garbage movies. Well, I mean, like, Connor's brought, brought almost twice as many movies as Shauna. Yeah, I haven't brought movies recently, and but also I don't have a lot of apocalypse movies. Two and a half points above you. Mm. Oh, and the movies I'm going to bring in the future, I don't think any of them are great, so it's, <laughs> at best, it's going to be middling. I, like, I'm fully dependent on people bringing worse stuff than me. Hey, you're the best at being the worst. I want to get, I want to get back into first, and then I can bring some garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, am I in first? Uh, well, uh, yeah, if we don't include Heather, who has only brought one movie. Wow. But yeah, you you have and like you're at you're at seven movies brought, so you're actually like you're the second lowest. But right, yeah, because I've brought twice as many movies as you, and I'm just behind you. Uh, Spencer's got to go, so I guess like let's wrap this up and yeah, um, yeah, the reading time. I rate this movie one crazy train on an infinite hell track. <laughs> very good very very good I rate this movie two tripod legs out of three I rate this movie hundreds and millions of liters of blood out of one man who doesn't want his blood taken <laughs> uh, I give this movie uh, succumbing to uh uh, viruses of Earth out of how much military funding can we get? <laughs> uh, Shauna, I guess you can add that to the bingo card. <laughs> Me pointing out where the military got their funded this movie for. No, there's a there's a bingo square with discussion of military complex. Hmm. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. One. I got you. Uh, as always, <laughs> I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Shauna. I'm Spencer. And I'm Tepper. And a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description.
Downloadable Zebras is a dedicated group of friends that make independent content. If you want to support us and ensure that we stay ad-free, go to patreon.com slash downloadablezebras. For $3 a month, you'll get bonus shows and access to the special patrons-only section of our Discord. Thanks for listening.